Welcome to another rib-tickling episode of the Voyage Cast, the podcast where we unapologetically explore the mysteries of the human condition. I'm your host, Ed. Today, we are decoding an alien language. No, it's not Klingon or some kind of Martian. We're talking about boundaries. That's right, boundaries. Let's start with breaking down what boundaries are and what they've been falsely accused of being. Boundaries are not an electrified fence or some kind of stone wall. They're simply our way of telling the world, hey, this is my personal space. Respect it. And we'll get along like two peas in a podcast. I respect that, actually. Boundaries allow us to protect our feelings, thoughts, and needs, much like how a squirrel protects its acorns. But no, they're not a sneaky technique to control someone. Don't worry. Oh, darn. They're your personal assistants, managing your relationships, ensuring mutual respect. Hey, that's pretty good. Now, why do we need these personal assistants? Well, research is on our side here. Studies have shown that clear boundaries can improve communication, enhance relationships, and even give your self-esteem a nice little boost. It's like a relationship Swiss Army knife. Ouch! Now let's dive a bit deeper. Setting boundaries isn't just about taking ownership of ourselves. It's also about understanding how to discuss and negotiate them with our loved ones. This is key to creating healthy relationships. Now here's some tips for setting effective boundaries. Number one, start by expressing your feelings. Ew! I know this may seem a little fluff for some, but when communicating your boundaries, you have to start by acknowledging your own feelings first. This will help you stay focused and be clear about your needs. Tell me what it needs. For example, let's say you're feeling like the third wheel in a love triangle with your partner and their smartphone. Be careful with that phone, Lieutenant. It's not that you're jealous of their high score in Candy Crush. I'm so jealous, God. I hate myself for being so jealous, but I am. I wish you'd help me just a little. But you would like to spend some quality time with them that doesn't involve competing for their attention with a piece of tech. Pay attention to me, I'm bored. So, initiate the conversation like this. Hey love, remember when we used to have romantic dinners without your phone serving the third course? I miss those days. It feels like I'm on a reality show called Can you get your partner's attention without disconnecting the Wi-Fi? I'm kidding. <laughs> but really, I'd love if we could spend some more quality time together. Just the two of us? No screens involved? How about we try a tech-free Tuesday dinner or something? We can actually talk about our day, share some laughs, have unobstructed eye contact for at least 10 seconds, and who knows, we may even get to the dessert without any digital interruptions, if you know what I mean. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Remember, communication is the key and humor is the locksmith to ease difficult conversations and make them more engaging. Number two, don't use language that puts the other person on the defensive. It's important to avoid using shaming words like should or must when expressing your boundaries. This can come across as unkind or controlling. Instead, focus on setting limits rather than rules and include ways for both of you to come to a mutual agreement. Now, let's consider the importance of quality time with your partner once again. Instead of wagging your finger at your partner and saying you should be carving out more we time, like some kind of relationship drill sergeant, Is that clear? Yes, drill sergeant! Let's put on our empathy hats. So picture this. You say, I totally get it that you're busier than a one-legged cat in a sandbox. We're all juggling a lot right now. Now that you've got them nodding instead of ducking for cover, you're ready for phase two. How about we put our heads together like a pair of love-struck velociraptors 
and hatch a plan. Something that ensures we get to bask in each other's awesomeness at least once a week. That way we're not just maintaining our relationships, but we're building a scrapbook of memories more colorful than a double rainbow. Yes, it's very pretty. It's all about compromise and collaboration. With a side, chuckles if you're lucky. <laughs> Number three, listen. Listen up, morons! Make sure to actively listen to your partner and take into consideration their feelings too. When we can understand and respect each other's boundaries, it helps create trust and strengthens our relationships. For instance, let's imagine you've been working from home and your partner has taken up a new noisy hobby like, I don't know, tap dancing on your wooden kitchen floor. While you admire their new pursuit of rhythmic excellence, the constant tap 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 tapping Stop is transforming your peaceful work environment into a 24-7 Fred Astaire tribute show. Instead of shouting, quiet down you human metronome, over your pile of spreadsheets, remember point three. Actively listen and consider their feelings. You might say, honey, I love that you've discovered the joy of tap dancing. Man, he lied. But the noise is quite distracting when I'm trying to work. Can we negotiate a dance schedule that respects both your need to entertain our downstairs neighbors and my need to concentrate on work? Duh. <laughs> By doing this, you are acknowledging your partner's newfound hobby and their impressive ability to annoy you without even trying. And I was so good at it. But also conveying your need for a quieter workspace. This kind of active listening and mutual respects helps to create a harmonious environment where both tap dancing and work can coexist. Lastly, remember to be your own biggest supporter. Seriously, give yourself the respect you deserve. Keep in mind that you can't pour from an empty cup. That's right. Prioritize self-care and nurture your own well-being before extending that care to others. Of course, I understand that some of us have children, which means we don't always have the luxury of time to take care of ourselves. In those situations, we must become experts at stealing away moments, allowing us to have the time we need to give to ourselves so that we can then give time to others. Remember, boundaries are not prison walls. They are the key to mapping your personal world. They help you navigate the vast landscape of interpersonal relationships. If you're interested in delving deeper into the topic of boundaries, I recommend strongly checking out the book, Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No to Take Control of Your Life, by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. As the authors wisely state, boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. And we must learn to take responsibility for ourselves and not feel guilty for doing so. By embracing boundaries, you can avoid getting lost in the emotional labyrinth of your relationships. So folks, until next time, set those boundaries and build your perfect world. Remember, in the world of boundaries, you're the architect. So, happy boundaries, folks. Oh God, that's so cheesy. Well, that wraps up another episode of The Voyage Cast. We hope we put a smile on your face and maybe taught you a few things along the way. Remember to stay tuned for additional life-changing content. We aim to please, truly. Also... If you do like our episodes and you do like what we got going on, be sure to give us a five-star review and share this with your friends. And if you're feeling a little extra generous, be sure to join our Patreon. Thanks so much. <laughs>